Hello and welcome to this week's Acting Out podcast. In this week's Acting Out podcast, we bring you the third of our monologues taken from 25 The Decriminalisation Monologues, uh, which played in Dublin during the Dublin Pride Festival. This piece is called The Number and is by Simon Murphy. Ricky, don't lose that number. You don't want to call nobody else. Send it off in a letter to yourself. 310-101. That song is linked to that number. In my mind. I know that number. I won't forget that number. I don't know whether it's a number that's still in use. I never call that number. But I knew that it was there. Proof that there were others like me, even in Limerick. In 1993, you could call that number between 7pm and 9pm on Tuesday and Thursday, and someone would talk to you, I think. It was the number for the gay switchboard. The only trouble was, I was 18. I'd never spoken to one of them gays. Starting university in 1992... I was a very innocent boy, an innocent boy with a secret, a dirty, dirty secret. I wasn't like the other boys. I like the other boys. 310-101. The student newspaper at the University of Limerick was called on Fuckle. Printed once a month, I was a keen reader. Every month there was a column by a student about gay life in the university. I never read his articles in public. I preferred to read them alone, where no one else could see me. He always finished the article by leaving the number for the gay switchboard. 310-101. I'd never need that number. I was perfectly happy to live my life alone and die a virgin. That was better than people knowing about me. I remember the number, though, just in case. The writer used his real name on his articles. He must have been insane. He also wore T-shirts that I tried not to stare at. Nobody Knows I'm Gay was emblazoned on the front. The back displayed a pink triangle, the symbol used by the Nazis for the gays in the camps in World War II. I didn't know that at the time. Everybody knows you are gay, Mr. T-shirt man. Nobody knows I'm gay, though. Wretched relief. I wondered if he had AIDS. Well, he was gay, and all the gays had AIDS, right? I knew the condoms stopped the spread of HIV. I wasn't stupid, you know. But you could only buy them in a chemist shop with a doctor's prescription. And no doctor was going to give a prescription to a guy like him, as he'd only used them for the crime of sodomy. I'm not proud of these memories but I can't deny I had them. The only news I read in the paper about gay people was about the AIDS crisis in New York and London and how about being gay was a surefire way of shortening your lifespan. I knew no gay people. T-shirt man, probably only a few years older than my 17-year-old self, 
was the only actual real gay I'd ever seen. I had heard, however, about these dark, mysterious places called gay bars. I I pictured them as dark, sleazy places. There were rumours that the White House on O'Connell Street might cater to this crowd. But that looked like such a respectable place. In any case, I, I couldn't take the risk. Now, I wasn't worried about the underage drinking aspect. I'd been doing that for some time already. What if someone finds out about me? I will kill myself before I allow that to happen. 310-101. Ricky, don't lose that number. If I ring that number, who will answer? Would it be the warrior from college? Possibly. I had a rare talent back then. I could scan the Sunday Press newspaper, favoured by my parents, and my eyes would hone in on the word gay or homosexual like a heat-seeking missile. The problem pages and book review sections were the locations most likely to feature those words. The word gay also featured on the front page of the free newspaper Gay Community News, which was stocked on the front desk of the student union office. I never picked one up. What if someone sees me? In the run-up to Christmas 1992, I found a copy discarded on the floor of a toilet cubicle in the stables bar at college. Hmm, interesting. I stuffed it into my bag for later reading. An unexpected Christmas gift. The paper contained articles about decriminalisation. Gay was a crime back then. They were so angry. Bad gays. Why can't they just shut up and stay quiet? The more they talked, the more at risk I imagined myself. The newspaper contained the names of gay bars. I rarely went to Dublin, so I wouldn't be going to the George any time soon. Of this, I was certain. What was this, though? A place called Loafers? On Douglas Street in Cork. I travelled far more often to Cork. I found Douglas Street on a paper map of Cork City on my next trip some months later. I took a detour and walked by that bar. I didn't enter. I had no intention of going in. I was disappointed that I didn't see any customers. But I knew where it was. Just in case. 310 Does anyone remember Buy and Sell? Ireland's free ad magazine. For some reason, among the adverts for second-hand lawnmowers and vacuum cleaners, there was an extensive personal ad section. Men seeking men for friendship was an especially thumb section on the occasions that I perused this magazine. It was not blatant. Gay was a crime, remember? But it was clear that some of these men seeking friendship had more sordid intentions. Oh, how I used to daydream about them. I was studying history in French. I never appreciated the wit of the wag who had graffitied Get your arts degrees above the toilet paper dispenser in the cubicle near the library. Damn cheek, I was going to be a success. 310101 Part of my course was to live and work in a European country for a six-month period. 
As I was studying French, the obvious location from my foreign journey was the land where Oscar Wilde had fled to after his release from prison. There were no statues of Oscar Wilde in Ireland in 1993. In fact, he was a slight embarrassment to official Ireland. His talent was recognised and respected, of course, but uh, he himself, well, he was sort of a dirty joke. Make no fear, though. Ireland wasn't going to allow Britain to claim him. No sorry, Bob. Perish the thought. He was one of us. Such a shame about all that funny business, though. So, at the age of 18, having never been kissed, I went to the campsite, Camping Le Croix, the Viewpoint, in the town of Soissons, about a hundred miles from Paris, and promptly fell in love with a boy. With a Dutch boy. A very tall Dutch boy. We worked for rival camping companies. I developed a goggle-eyed crush on him from the day I saw him. Clearly, I'm not going to make any move on him. Nobody knows I'm gay. Who was I fooling? He knew. One drunken evening in a tent in May, things all changed. Hey, Gary. Uh, what? Uh, yeah, you know, I, I really like girls, especially Kylie Minogue, because I'm, I'm such a man. Younger, younger, younger. I think you're lying. I'm not, I'm not. Tits, tits. I like tits. I think you like me. I quite like you, you know. What followed was not quite what you describe as romantic. It was rather frantic. This is incredible, though. I want this. I want him. I can do this in secret. Nobody need ever know. I certainly wasn't his first, like he was mine. I don't even think I was his first boy. He was Dutch, though, so he didn't have the same hang-ups, guilt complex and self-hatred that was so ingrained in me. I begged him not to tell our other colleagues about us. He kept our secret. He didn't seem to understand the need for silence, though. Hey, man, it's no big deal. It's not the crime, you know. Except that it was. Not where he was from, maybe. But Limerick? Ireland? And then he left. To another campsite in the south of France. I never heard from him again. So in the space of a month, I'd fallen in love for the first time, lost my virginity and had my heart broken. I did not confide in anyone. This is my secret. This will always be my secret. It hurt so much, though. Man, it hurt. Back then, I used to make a phone call home once a week. The plastic telephone cards from France had a certain continental je ne sais quoi that the telecom Aaron phone cards seemed to lack. Sometimes I'd find a days-old newspaper from Ireland left behind in a caravan or tent that had been occupied by an Irish family. One morning in late June 1993, I was cleaning a mobile home. I found an Irish Times newspaper from a few days earlier. The headline on the front page was simple. Ireland decriminalises homosexuality. I felt nothing. 
Nada. Zip. This would have no impact on my life whatsoever. My heart was broken. I'd never love again. But at least I won't die a virgin. Virgin on the ridiculous, more like. What was going through my mind back then? Common sense, I suppose, for the times. But times have changed. Looking back on the lost 18-year-old boy that I was back then, I wish I could travel through time to tell myself that everything was going to be okay, that this pain was temporary, that it would be repeated, but to shake it off and to be hopeful. That one day, very soon, I'd have friends of my own kind beside me. And that this place, this cold, hard, dark land, that had no place for funny boys outside of the shadows or the airports as they waved goodbye to Ireland, would soon be a changed place. Out of the darkness, into the streets. We're here, we're queer, we're wet as we roared the crowd on that rainy day of my first Pride Parade in Dublin in 1996. Will you same-sex marry me, Ireland? Why, I don't mind if I do. But only if I can do it in Limerick-like. Limerick. This would become a country utterly unrecognisable to my heartbroken 18-year-old self. I'd have gone up to that T-shirt guy in the canteen at college and said, I know you're gay. Actually, so am I. I'd also have gifted myself a colourful telephone card and insisted that I dial that number. 310-101 You've been listening to The Number by Simon Murphy. The Man was played by Trevor Austin and it was directed by Howard Lodge. The music used in the podcast was Never Again by Eaton. You've been listening to the Acting Out podcast. If you'd like to know more about what we're doing, you can follow us on Twitter at Acting Out Group or on our Facebook page or go to our website www.actingoutgroup.com. Music for the podcast was by Eden. And the show was produced by Sean Denyer.